Hey everybody, Jim Powers with the High School Sports Caravan Scoops with DannyMac.com and we got this week's edition of Inside the Lines, the High School Sports Podcast brought to you by our great friends from Lou Fuse Automotive, Missouri's number one automotive group and you know there's a lot of great things going on spring sports wise, girls soccer and once again we, we saw the year that girls soccer had last year, how many unbelievable teams we had and this year the start of the season is, is getting off to that same type of start and it's really exciting to see the young ladies out there and Joining me is a good friend, and he's doing such a great job with the Ledoux program, uh, you know, and, and keeping them going in the right direction. David Ehrenberg and, and Dave, you know, first off, thanks for joining me. And what nice season, the nice start of the season for you guys here early on. Yeah, it's been really good. We have a thanks for having me on. We're, we're we started off pretty good. We're five two and two so far this year. I've got a pretty young team. We have seventeen freshmen and sophomores on varsity. Um, but they have uh, jumped right in this year, so it's been fun to see. You know, and, and you know your schedule. You, you don't shy away from very many people, you know, and, and you you can't because of you know where you guys get slotted in with districts. You know, over the last bunch of years, and a lot of it has to do with how good the Ledoux program has really come from. You know, five you know five seven years ago to where you're at right now. You guys have really done a great job in stabilizing things and, and you're not shying away from the big kids on the block. And I think that's really helped raise the profile of your program. Yeah. We, w I took over the program in 2011. Um, we used to be in what, in what was the old suburban East. And um, you know, I, I thought really what the suburban conferences did with this whole shakeup uh, really helped competition a ton. Um, so we, we play kind of in that second tier of the suburban conference, which is great competition. I, every, every conference game is a dogfight. Uh, and then on top of that, we've kind of incrementally added in um, really good non-conference um, teams. We have so many private schools that are near us. So we 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 try to play most of the private schools that are near us. And so, you know, any, anytime you play any of those private schools, it's going to be a tremendous challenge. You know, let's talk about your kids. And, and I love how you guys play. Your kids, you, you know, they are so fundamentally sound. But it's got to be nice having, you know, just a plethora of kids that that can put the ball in the back of the net. But I also think it starts with, with Ryan Cooper. You know, she's got a goal, but she's also got four assists. And she she kind of sets the table in, in, in what she does up front in, in distributing and getting people in the right spots to be able to score. Yeah, she she's a, a junior for us. We only have two juniors on our team right now. She's one of our two juniors. Um, she is a table setter for us, and we play her in a variety of roles. She She plays out wide for us sometimes. Uh, sometimes she's uh, at more of an attacking center mid uh, field position. Um, very good at seeing the field. Um, also extremely skilled on corner kicks. So we, we don't score a ton of goals, but um, corner kicks is something that we really practice and uh, we're very dangerous on corners. And one of the reasons is from her service. So yeah, the way she's able to just, you know, get things inside and, and kind of once again, find that right person. I think one of the benef benefactors of that has been, you, you know, and I, if I pronounce it wrong, correct me, okay. but, but Balkis, uh, pro throw. I mean, she's just, Balkis. Yeah. Balkis. Okay. I was close. I was close. Yeah, so, it's tough. It's tough. You know, but, but she's been terrific for you. She scored a couple goals, but, but she, once again, you know, you're able to play her in some different spots to open things up for her. I really, I'm glad you mentioned her because I don't think she gets a ton of credit and she deserves it. Um, she plays our holding midfield role, which is, Typically not a, a, a role on the field that gets a ton of the spotlight. Um, yesterday, we're playing Parkway West. She was dominating the midfield. She got sick at halftime. She So she missed the entire second half. Um, and we we suffered. Like, the game totally changed. 
Uh, then she comes back in overtime. We score 24 seconds in the overtime. So she's just, she is a difference maker in there. And then also, you know, joining her up front, you got Sarah Clark, who does some really nice things for you guys. You got Peyton O'Shaughnessy also that that's a multifaceted player for you. I mean, once again, you've got a bunch of young kids, but these young kids have really bought into the program and you're able to use them in interchangeable pieces to be able to be successful. Yeah, we you know, we are young, but a lot of these girls, the sophomores, they played as freshmen. Um, so, I mean, there is some varsity experience there. Um, you mentioned Peyton O'Shaughnessy. Peyton O'Shaughnessy, she does so much for our team. She's up top. She does. She can play attacking center mid. She can play forward. Um, she she lives and dies soccer. That girl just she just loves everything about soccer. One one name I want to mention too. Um, we have a senior Taylor Babb. She's she's going to play at uh, SIUE next year. She she anchors our back line, um, which is extremely important. We we don't really have a goalie on our team this year, so we are sticking. A bunch of field players in at goal. Um, there have been games where I've had three players playing goal, like three different ones. It kind of feels uh, like an old CYC where we're just kind of like rotating in. Um, but the girls have all done a great job. And it really, our, our goalies have done fantastic. So can't complain there. You were leading me into that next piece of it because I was <laughs> going to start with having you talk a little bit about Josie Patterson and, uh, you know, Cassia and Anna and, and that back line because – you know, when I saw you're you're running three, you know, three goalies in there, it's like okay, you got to be really comfortable because if you're not, your your back line's got to be as solid as anything, and it really helps those three. You know, when you're rotating around, you know, not having so much that continuity that you would love to have back between the pipes, you know, but if your back line's pretty solid, that really helps in your goal your goaltender rotation. Yeah, we have, I mean, we rely on our back line and, and our goalies would tell you that at the same time. We essentially, we had an amazing goalie last year. Her name was Lena. She was a freshman. She got right, wrote about in the paper. Like she was great. And then she told me about halfway through the season, her family was moving to Germany. So we went, we went from having this, I was set for four years at goalie to she's gone. Um, and so this year we, we talked to Josie, who's a, uh, a sophomore, um, Cassia is a senior. Anna is a senior. This is her first year playing on varsity. And we kind of told them like, listen, it, we're going to rotate the three of you guys. Um, Anna does have some goalie experience, but again, she's never played at the varsity level. Um, Josie, uh, is a volleyball player. Uh, Cassia is tall. <laughs> like that's essentially <laughs> so, um, but the, they stepped up and they've done a great job. We've only given up four goals so far through nine games. Um, but a big part of that is our defense has just been so solid. Like we, we don't, we're not uh, asking them to make these diving breakaway saves, just, you know, try not to have the ball go through your leg type deal. So. Let's talk a little bit about the state of girls soccer and, you know, here in the Metro area, it is absolutely exploded. <laughs> you know, I had a chance to talk to, you know, you know, Greg Kohler and Leanne last year and some of the other great coaches, Teresa over it, you, you know, Ursula and I get a chance to see quite a bit. You know, but it just the growth of the game has exploded. And I think City Park and what we saw earlier this week with the USA national team coming in, playing Ireland in a friendly to get ready for the World Cup. I think it just shows that the St. Louis metro area, girls soccer wise, I don't think there's anybody else in the country that compared to what we've got going on right now. I think the the best testament to that statement, too, is when we go to other places and play, like we take a trip to Quincy, we go to Kansas city and play 
And, you know, typically we'll play good teams from these other areas. And l- listen, Ladue is a good team, but I, I'm also, I know that there's a lot of teams that are better than Ladue here, but we can compete with some of the best teams in these other areas. And they're always shocked, like, oh my gosh, you, are you like winning state all the time? And I'm like, are you serious? I can't even get out of our district. Like there's so <laughs> much talent in St. Louis. Um, and, and I, you know, there's a lot. There, there's a lot to be said about that. We have a really rich history in in soccer, both boys and girls. Um, and I think it's only it's only growing. We had um, sixty girls come out for soccer at Ladue this year. Which wow! It, it, even if you just went back like three or four years, we had like twenty eight come out. Um, and I, you know, the pandemic had a little bit to do with that, but still, like just the the explosion of soccer players. Um, it used to be when I first took the team over back in twenty eleven you maybe have a couple kids that have played club, like, like everyone's playing them. Like there's, there are opportunities out there for everyone to be playing. Uh, and that just rises the level. And I, I mean, you know, when you have unbelievable ambassadors, you got Lori Kolopny who, you know, the head coach over at Maryville, who's played on the U S national team. You, you got Becky, you know, somebody that you're familiar you, with. You better mention Becky. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yes, I do have my variable ties with Lori, but absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to mention Becky. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the landscape has changed in having those two being such a big part of the national team over the last decade. Um, and then seeing how the college game has grown. And once again, you, you look at what, Lori did last year at Maryville, getting them into the NCAA tournament for the first time in, in forever. Yeah. I think that's keeping a lot of the girls close to home. And I think that's really, once again, it's raised the profile of what the high school coaches, and we're going to get into a conversation here in a few minutes, you know, what we've done. And then you look over across the river with, with Matt and what he's done over triad, you know, Matt Betlock and yes. carrying on that coaching tree with, with the whole Betlock crew. I mean, it, it's just really terrific to see the, the the coaches really understand. And we've got a great crop of coaches here in the metro area as well. Yeah. That's really helped elevate things. And I and I think also, I mean, you you mentioned Maryville, like our colleges in the local area. SLU is a top ten program. Yeah, and SLU has made a in a, a concerted effort to recruit St. Louis. And they've done, I mean, if you look at their team, like they are, they are traveling around looking at high school games, like trying to find the best athletes to come to SLU and it's, it's paying off. It's working really well. Um, I think uh, across the road, they're at SIUE doing the same thing. They're, they're recruiting St. Louis. We have so much talent here and and the college coaches realize that. I also think um, earlier on, I mean, I feel like it used to be concentrated in private schools a lot. We would see, you know, private schools are good and public schools. There was a big gap. Mm-hmm. That gap has shrunk. Um, there, there are public schools that can routinely play with and beat private schools now. Um, and I think, I think the coaching has gotten better. I think obviously the talent pool of the players have gotten better at the uh, public schools where, you know, you used to, when you, when you used to go into a public versus a private school, you kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. It's not that way anymore. You know, Dave, and the one thing, too, and I've been a part of the, the state soccer championships for the last bunch of years, doing the PA and doing stats and all that stuff. But when when I saw that class four game last year, and I w- I'm not sure if you were there or not, you know, Narex and St. Dom, almost 5,000 people. Oh, my gosh. And, and, yeah. I mean, it, but it wasn't just the families. It was casual fans that's where I think you really start to see the script flip a little bit. It, it, 
these kids are bringing the casual fans out to watch great soccer. And that's really cool. I mean, that atmosphere for that class four championship last, last June was just, I've never seen anything like that on the high school level. It's a soccer celebration. I mean, I I think, listen, I it's in one sense, it's kind of fun to be able to go out of town, you know, like it'd be cool if we went to Kansas city or something for the state championship or whatever, but holding it in St. Louis, we, again, the fans come out. And like you said, it's not just the students and the families. It is, it is everyone in the soccer community coming to celebrate the final four. Um, And I always tell my kids, like, this is what makes high school so unique and so fun. Like people will come back when, when we made it to state a couple of years ago on the boys' Mm -hmm. side, I had so many alumni, like people that had graduated from Ledoux back in the 1960s were like, come, like there, there's that connection that you just can't get in other venues uh, that makes it like, it, it's, it's, it, it's chills your spine. You know, like this is, this is an environment that you cannot find in other places. No, I totally agree. And, and I was at some of the state championships when they're out Swope. And, and once again, Swope, great facility. Yeah. You know, Blue Springs, Blue Springs South, great facilities. It doesn't get any better than having the soccer championships at the soccer park. Yeah. I keep saying, I hope in the next five to 10 years that the soccer championships are going to be played about 10 minutes away from my house here in South City, down, down at City Park. So I, cool. It would be so cool for these kids. Uh, but you're exactly right. It, it is a celebration, and that's what it should be. That's what state championships should really, really be, and it's awesome to see that. All right, I want to switch gears a little bit. It's something me and you have been talking about. It's something that's happened over the last you know, five to seven years, but it's starting to affect our high school kids, and it's the academies. It's, you know, it's how they are coming out and saying, okay, you have to make a decision if you're a high school player. You're either going to play for the academy or you're going to play for your high school. Right. I disagree with that. I think that's garbage. Making 16, 17-year-old kids decide whether they want to play with their friends that they've been playing with for years or go and travel the country and, and play academy when honestly, I think they're going to be recruited the same way because of the coaching depth that we now have in the St. Louis metro area on the high school side. And, you know, I know a lot of coaches have been chiming in about this and, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I know me and you have kind of talked offline a little bit about it, but I just think it's – I find it really difficult for these groups now that there's – now, you know, originally there was one. Then there right. was two. Now there's a third one. Right. It's it's going to water down the high school product to the point to where we're not going to be where we're at right now. And, and that scares the bejesus out of me, you know, being a fan, but also being a member of the media that loves watching these kids compete against the high-level competition. Sure. Well, okay, I mean, so this there's there's so much to unpack here. I think – you talked about having a high school kid have to make this decision. I, I, I think it goes way further back. These kids are now being told, starting at the age of eight sometimes, like, hey, if th- this is your path. <laughs> if, if you want to get to here, this is what you have to do. Now, the academies used to be a path to pro. And so that was always the thing. Like, we are, this is, if you want to play professionally, you go to the academies. All right. And in that realm, then yes, you're going to be training year round. Like you're, you're going to be treated like a professional athlete. You're going year round. When city come came along, um, they kind of upset the apple cart a little bit. They, they have their own Academy. 
I have zero problems with city, the city academy. Zero. I right. think that is a path pro. And as far as I know, it's it's free to play. Like it is done the right way. Like you you get in that academy, you have a path to a pro contract. Like there's there are lots of things that would be great for that. We have St. Louis people right now. There's the the kid that's at Pattonville that is he's a high school student, but he's also on the STL City team. Like amazing. That's great. Um, I think there's a kid out in uh, what Columbia High School right now, also on their team. Th those those are the great stories. That's what you want to see. When you have other academies, though, that have changed their tune and it's no longer path to pro. It's now this is the path to college. They're they're solving a problem that doesn't exist. That that was never a problem. Getting to college was never a problem. And if you if you play high level club ball and high school, those kids are getting recruited to play. So yes. so by adding more academies. Um, you talked about watering down the high school. You're watering down the academies too. All right. We had we had eight kids from Ladue that played academy last fall instead of playing for high school. I mean, that's huge. And, you know, that's huge for any school. It's huge for a public school, obviously. Um, I don't even know, honestly, though, if those kids would have started on my varsity team. You know, like, so when you start looking at things like that, are you really getting the best players on these teams? And, and then I start really questioning what's the motive behind this. And I really think what, to me, what gets me kind of angry about this by the time they get to high school, it's, it's like they've been told for so many years about, Oh, well, you can't play high school. You can't play. Like I can't even say anything by the time they're in high school, they've already kind of made this decision. They're getting, they're getting to them so young. Now the decision's already been made. I can tell you, though, because I've had a number of players that have played academy and then they've come back and played high school to a man. Every single one of them says this was the best decision I ever made because it brings the fun back. I've had so many kids that are like, I remembered why I played this game like I remember. So it, to me, it's just it it is kind of, you know, obviously there's a selfish reason. I, I want these kids to be playing high school. Obviously, I'm a high school coach. I know right. I've got bias here. But at the other time, I'm like looking like this is just I feel like they're missing out. You can't go back. And get this back. You know, this is this is your one time shot to play for your community. So and, and that that's where I want to go with this, because that's the part that drives me absolutely bonkers is when you play on the academy side, it's more of a job. Yeah. What message are we sending to 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 these kids to where it's turned into a job when they should be enjoying their and, and this is the former coach in me coming out, you know, for as many years as I coach you know, football, basketball, softball, and, and now flipping my role in the media and now being an athletic director. I just want the kids to have fun. Yeah. I want them to represent their school, represent those colors. And I don't know if if, if that's what's the real, alter, you know, the real way to go about it with the academies. And I agree with you. I think what City is doing, they're doing it the right way. Yeah. And you're exactly right. It is a path to the pros. But the other one saying that we're a path to get recruited, I think that's garbage. Yeah. How many coaches can I rattle off and say that these coaches, and you included, you, you know, you've got Greg, you, you've got Leanne, you, you've got, you know, Jim Lane, you've got, you know. I, I'm, you could list off 50 to 100 coaches. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, these coaches know how to get their kids to college. They know how to do it the right way. And they can let the kids have fun. I just I, I, I kind of go back to if you if you look at even if you look at the professional rank, you know, there's the whole saying like for club and country, 
All right. High school is the country. So the kids play club. And I, I don't, I think sometimes when, when people hear me talking about this parents, especially because you know, Oh, you know, coach Ehrenberg, you're, you are anti-club. I am not anti-club. I, I also, I realize club is great for the development of these players. I love it. We, I am, I am benefiting because kids are playing club. I get that. Girls soccer is benefiting because sure. of, because of club. And yes. we can agree with that. We can all agree with that. So this is not an anti-club thing, but part of the, I, I also strongly agree that high school has a strong role in the development of both the player and the person. And I think, you know, and it's not, it is fun. Like high school is fun, but we're more than just fun. Like there are lots of things that I feel like I can help with the development in the soccer player. I might have a kid, there might be a kid on club who on their club team is their, you know, 11th best player. Well, on my team, they might be first or second best player. That kid now might have to play in a different position on the field. They might have to take a leadership role that they never had on their club team. They might have to deal with some adversity that they don't have in their club team. There's so many things that go into playing high school sports. And in many ways, the high school game actually mimics the college game more than the club game. All right. When you look at the physicality of the high school game, oh, when, you, yeah. when you look at the condensed schedule of the high school game, like it prepares girls for college. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, this isn't just like, Hey, for three months, let's just have fun and do whatever. Like we, there's good coaching that's going on at the high school level. And there's things that kids can learn from playing high school. It, it is, it is all part of the same circle. So we should be working hand in hand clubs and high school should be working hand in hand. And sadly it's become where we have kind of this, uh, this, this sour relationship where we're trying to, you know, fight each other for kids. And, and I would, you know, and I'm saying this on the high school side, I see this more from the club side to the high school and vice versa. <laughs> I don't see many high schools that are saying, Hey, you can't play for your club team. All right. So it's, it's coming one way. Right. And, and, and you know, it, it hasn't really hit the girls piece yet. It's really hammered the boys guys, the boys side. And, and you could talk to that because you're also a boys coach, uh, sure. you know, and it's really hit the boys side pretty hard, but it's starting to get into the, the girls' side of things. And, and, you know, as a proponent of girls' athletics that I am, and, and way before, you know, I, I was in the media and all that, coaching girls' basketball for as many years as I did back, at, back in my hometown in Ohio, and carrying that over here to the coverage side, I, I really don't want that to creep into the girls because I'm telling you, once again, I go back to seeing the state championships here at Soccer Park. I go back to watching some high-level things. I don't want that to creep in because we've seen such a growth, and I don't want that growth to be stopped because of how the academies are going right now. Well, you know, the sad thing is it's already happening on the girls' side. Sure. We, there, there are there are club teams right now that girls are playing for their club instead of the high school soccer currently. Um, I believe – there's going to be other clubs that, um, you know, ECNL has kind of made a stand where they are going to stay out of the year round realm. Um, but there's other, uh, the girls Academy league. I, I think they're kind of, it's up in the air, whether they're going to let their, their players play um, for their high school or not. Um, they tried this on the girls side a few years ago and it didn't do well. Uh, girls by and large wanted to play with their friends and for their community. Um, but again, they're getting to kids so young now. Like that's the difference. It used to be this thought was not planted into the heads until around high school, but now the thought is put in the heads, you know, when you're eight and so it's hard. And if you're a, a parent or a kid and you've been on this pathway for, you know, seven years or whatever, 
it's tough when you get to high school to be like, oh, well, I'm going to take this path off. You know, I'm going to go off of this, you know, but I, and again, when I, I don't know if you saw the video of Becky Sauerbrunn when she was the video for the U.S. national team, you'll notice when she took her U.S. national team jacket off, it was not her club that she no. was <laughs> off underneath. It was not her club. She was showing off Ledoux, Ledoux. like, yeah. so she could have showed off JB Marine, you know, but people don't recognize Becky Sauerbrunn for the club. They they recognize like who she played for when she was growing up. She played for Ledoux. And I think that was such a powerful thing. And I don't even know if she meant to do that on purpose, but like that was, the, I'm playing for my community. And that was, I thought, just a huge thing to see. No doubt about it. And real quick, Dave, before I let you go, how much fun are you having? I, I mean, I know for you, coaching the boys in the fall, coaching the girls out in the spring, and, you know, in the winter, there's not a whole lot of downtime. How much fun are you having, you know, with, with both both the boys and girls side of things at Ladue? If I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't be doing it. We're not exactly. doing this money. So <laughs> this is... None of us are, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> it's It's been good. I, I'm blessed here at Ladue. I've got great um, athletic director. Uh, Nick Giannino does an awesome job. Uh, very supportive. I've got great parents here. Um, I'm blessed with a good group of, uh, you know, talent year in, year in and year out that uh, buy into what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving it. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, and hopefully I can do it as long as uh, it's it remains fun. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Dave, I appreciate the time. I know we tried to get you on last year. We just couldn't get together, but I'm so glad you're able to join me and talk about your kids. But also really get into this this academy thing because you know it's good hearing it from the coach's standpoint on the high school level and i think this is going to you know raise some awareness awareness and open some eyes to kind of some of the things that are going on right now all right thanks again for having me on no problem dave Ehrenberg, the head coach at ladue great having him on with us he does such a fantastic job you know with with the soccer programs over ladue and he's a big advocate of the girls side of things which is unbelievable for me so we want to thank him for joining us next week we'll continue to get into some great baseball some great boys volleyball going on and also water polo we haven't hit that we're going to get into that as well next week on inside the lines the high school sports podcast here on scoops with dannymack.com in the high school sports scaravan i'm jim powers thanks so much for tuning in and we will talk to you next week everybody